Hello there, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Games That Made Me podcast, a personal reflection on a life spent gaming. I'm your host, Brendan Kelly. Thank you for deciding to tune in and give this podcast a try. In this podcast, I'll share the video games that have had the biggest impact on my life and explore the reasons behind why they were so influential. Today's episode marks the beginning of a new focus for this podcast. The previous five episodes were all about one of my favorite games of all time, Nino Kuni and the Wrath of the White Witch. Today's episode is the first episode all about another of my all-time favorite video games, Dragon Quest VIII. In this week's episode, I will briefly outline the Dragon Quest series and talk about the inevitable comparisons with the Final Fantasy series. So just what exactly is Dragon Quest VIII? Wait for it. Dragon Quest VIII is the eighth entry in the much-beloved Dragon Quest series, created by the brilliant trifecta of Yuji Horii, Koichi Sugiyama, and Akira Toriyama. Originally released on the PlayStation 2, it was developed by Level 5, just like Nino Kuni, and published by Square Enix. Releases in the Dragon Quest series are usually released first in Japan, and much later in other regions. Case in point, the 8th entry was released back in 2004 in Japan, 2005 in North America, and 2006 in PAL regions. A little bit of trivia about Dragon Quest VIII, it was the first release in North America with the Dragon Quest name instead of the Dragon Warrior moniker, which had been used previously. Square Enix had been unable to use the title Dragon Quest in North America due to a conflict with a pen and paper RPG that used the same name of Dragon Quest. But in 2003, after both Squaresoft and Enix formed Square Enix, they were finally able to obtain the trademark to use the name Dragon Quest in North America. And from this point forward, the series name in North America permanently switched from Dragon Warrior to Dragon Quest. Another exciting bit of trivia, this was the first mainline Dragon Quest game released in PAL regions, and it dropped the numeral 8 in that particular region, and they simply called it Dragon Quest The Journey of the Cursed King. Dragon Quest VIII also marks the first entry in the series that sold well in the West, and because of the praise it received for its cel-shaded graphics, beautiful 3D expansive world, and incredible voice acting, for many gamers like myself, Dragon Quest VIII was our first foray into this popular series. Because of the enduring popularity of Dragon Quest VIII, it has also been re-released on different platforms since the original PS2 version. In 2014, it came to iOS and Android mobile devices, and in 2017, it was re-released for the Nintendo 3DS. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the Dragon Quest series itself, there are a few things to keep in mind, and I will attempt to give you a very brief overview of this particular video game series. This series traces its roots all the way back to 1986, when the original Dragon Quest title was released in Japan for the Famicom. Dragon Quest always gets compared to Final Fantasy and for good reason. Both of them are excellent examples of JRPGs that have been around for a long time 
and have remained popular enough to warrant multiple entries in each series. 36 total years with 11 mainline entries, that's Dragon Quest, and a total of 35 years with 15 mainline entries, and that would be Final Fantasy. Both series have also spawned many spin-off games encompassing a wide range of genres. Monster catching, sandbox, and tactical role-playing, just to name a few. And both series have also moved beyond the realm of gaming as well, into movies, television, and manga. But for all of their similarities, there are also some key differences between Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. First, Dragon Quest has always been immensely popular in Japan, beating out other series, such as Final Fantasy, in terms of its sales and the overall popularity in its homeland of Japan. Take, for example, sales of the most recent numbered entries in both series in Japan. Dragon Quest XI sold 2 million copies on its first day of release in Japan, the only place it was released at the time, while the Final Fantasy VII Remake sold 3.5 million copies in its first three days after release, but it had been released worldwide. However, in terms of total copies sold across the entire world, the balance definitely swings heavily in Final Fantasy's favor. The Final Fantasy series having sold roughly 168 million copies across all games in the series, while Dragon Quest lags behind, with a total of approximately 84 million copies sold. However, in the rest of the world, Final Fantasy has enjoyed greater name recognition and popularity in the West. While there is not a definitive reason why this is the case, I can offer up a few thoughts on the matter. Number one, series like Final Fantasy appeal more to Western gamers, because the focus of that series, since I would say Final Fantasy VII, has been on incorporating state-of-the-art graphics, fully utilizing impressive cinematics into their titles, and on constantly evolving the series with each successive entry, such as changing the battle system from turn-based and incorporating sci-fi elements into their worlds as well as fantasy elements. Games in the Final Fantasy series also command bigger and bigger budgets with each successive release, and the bigger a budget the game has, that allows for a more widespread marketing campaign. There have also simply been way more Final Fantasy games released than Dragon Quest games released. There have been 15 numbered Final Fantasy releases to Dragon Quest 11, and more than 100 total games in the Final Fantasy series, including spin-offs, compared to Dragon Quest's 50. Its publisher, Enix, missed the window of opportunity to make Dragon Quest a successful and well-known series in North America, going all the way back to the original title. The first four entries in the series did release in North America, but years later than they did in Japan. So by the time Americans were introduced to the very first Dragon Warrior game in 1989, they were given a game that had been originally released in Japan all the way back in 1986. Three years. Needless to say, sales of the original Dragon Warrior in North America were so bad 
that Nintendo sent a free copy of the game, along with the game guide, to all Nintendo Power Magazine subscribers at the time. And unfortunately, the much later release trend continued for Dragon Warrior 2, releasing in 1987 in Japan, but not until 1990 in North America. Dragon Warrior 3, releasing in 1988 in Japan, versus not until 1992 for North America, and Dragon Warrior 4, releasing in Japan in 1990, and not releasing in North America until 1992. This, of course, meant that while the first four entries in the series were selling millions of units per game in Japan, their North American releases were not even selling 200,000 units per game. Dragon Quest, on the other hand, is the more conservative when it comes to looking at Final Fantasy versus Dragon Quest. And it's not a negative in my opinion, although there are those out there who feel that it would be a negative, but it does tend to explain why some gamers, particularly those in the West, have not gravitated to toward these titles in as great numbers as they have to Final Fantasy games. In many ways, you know what you're getting with a Dragon Quest title. Characters and monster designs will reflect Toriyama's style. Music and sound effects closely mirror the themes and sounds composed by Koichi Sugiyama from the earliest entry in the series, all wrapped up in a high fantasy setting with the story elements and plot points of Yuji Horii, who serves as the game designer. Dragon Quest, in every sense of the term, has stayed true to its roots, originally having been conceived as a way to introduce role-playing games to a wider audience in Yuji Horii's native Japan, taking key elements from popular Western RPGs at the time, CRPGs like Ultima and Wizardry, and simplifying their mechanics to the point where someone who had never before played an RPG could pick it up and learn how it worked by simply playing the game. And to this day, the Dragon Quest series keeps improving upon its tried-and-true formula that was established all the way back at the series' inception. And it is clear that all games in the series stay true to the series' roots and do not deviate from it. To summarize then, whereas the Final Fantasy series is all about innovation, evolution, and changing it up, the Dragon Quest series chooses to focus instead on consistency refinement, and integrity. Think of the Dragon Quest series like the most recent Star Wars trilogy, episodes 7, 8, and 9. You can tell the most recent movies pay homage to the original trilogy and stay true to the formula established in the earlier films, whereas Final Fantasy is more like Star Wars episodes 1, 2, and 3, those from the late 90s and early 2000s. They take more risks and so are very different in many ways from the originals so as not to be labeled uninspired. Of course, to be fair, before I get a bunch of angry Final Fantasy fans out after me, Final Fantasy thrives by doing this, whereas episodes 1, 2, and 3 of Star Wars are very, very, very much maligned films to this day. And that does it for this 
week's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to my overview of the Dragon Quest series and the inevitable comparisons to Final Fantasy. I hope that you'll join me next time when I will begin my deep dive into Dragon Quest VIII, including my earliest memories with the title and my experiences playing both the PlayStation 2 and Nintendo 3DS releases. In the meantime, please feel free to visit my website at www. You can also start up a conversation with me by sending me a message at thegamesthatmademe at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on all things Dragon Quest. Until next time, I hope you lose yourself in an amazing video game or two. Take care.